Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancolana, and I have taken a month or two off from recording, even though these podcasts air weekly and perhaps you're listening regularly. Um, it's been a, a couple of months since I've recorded a podcast, so I feel sort of renewed and refreshed and ready to jump into a three-part series that I am calling Crisis Points. Okay, We are going to look at what I believe are some of the most common and the most challenging crises or issues or challenges that we face when we're in, I guess we could call it our young life phase. And then we're going to do uh, an episode on the midlife crisis phase, and then we're going to do a final episode on what I might call the old life crisis phase. And the idea here is is just that, to say what are the things that that we or people that we know are likely feeling and facing at these different points in their lives. Now, I want to say something right off the bat here because you might think that if we're talking about a phase of life that you're not in, well, maybe I should just skip this podcast. And and if you want to, that's fine, of course. But here's the thing. No matter what phase of life you're in, you are either in that phase or you know someone who is. So let's just say you're my age, right? I'm I'm over 60. Well, I've got a son who's 29 years old, right? I, I know other people that are in midlife. And if you're young, your parents might be going through some things or some friends, you know, relatives. So I want to invite you to, to be interested in this three-part series because someone you know is dealing with these things and you might be able to help if you're at least, you know, armed with some understanding of what they might be feeling. You know, I think I remember seeing on a maybe a meme or on a T-shirt or something like that. And and the saying was something like, you know, um, take it easy on people because you never know what they're going through. And then that. You know, I think there's some truth to that. Everybody's going through something. We might not know what it is, but we all have issues. We all have challenges. We all have problems. We're all facing things, feeling things. And very often, nobody really knows, you know, what we're really going through. But I, I hope that this series will give you some insight that even if you don't know a particular person or they haven't let you in on what's actually happening in their life, 
this series might equip you to know that I, I bet they might be feeling this or I, I bet they might be facing this. And that can lead to real compassion. It can create a sense of patience with people. It can give you a little space to maybe cut them some slack, to just have a, a, a level of understanding. And all of that even goes for yourself. By understanding some of the challenges that you are facing, because you're in one of these phases, you're either in the young life, the midlife, or the old life phase, <laughs> okay? <laughs> By knowing some of the things that happen in these phases, you may be able to be a bit more patient with yourself, at least to be able to recognize, oh, what I'm feeling is quite normal. Like everybody in my age range is dealing with this, whether they admit it or not, whether they want to be honest about it or not. And very often, you know how our world is, you know, we're not supposed to be human. We're supposed to have it all together. We're supposed to have all the answers, right? One of the problems I have with social media is that everybody looks like they're happy and doing great and life is wonderful, right? And you know it's all a bunch of garbage. We've all got issues we're facing, but how many people go on social media and really, you know, open their hearts and really admit that they're scared, that they're, they feel lost, that they're confused? You follow me, Right. So this series can sort of let you in on the human condition and it can first of all bring compassion to yourself, but it can really help you feel connected and feel compassion for other people. So even if you're not in the young life phase, which is what we're dealing with today, I hope you stay tuned because like I said, you might have a kid, a grandkid, you might have friends that have kids that are going through things and you might be able to offer some support, some guidance, perhaps from something that you, you learn today. Okay. Now I want to take a little time out. I had an idea. Um, and I want to, I want to do a little promotional thing with you, not promoting to you, but with you. And here's my idea. In the podcast world, the more five-star reviews and ratings that you get, the more the algorithms notice you and then they all by themselves begin to promote the podcast to people all over the world because the algorithm figures out, hey, a lot of people like this. And so one of the best ways for my podcast to get up a, a bigger reach is by having lots of ratings and reviews, positive five-star ratings and reviews. And I've asked the listeners before to do this, but I kind of want to up the ante. Here's what I'm willing to do. If you will leave me a five-star rating and a review, I will send you any one of my books absolutely free. Okay. The E version, of course. Okay. But if you leave a rating and a review and I need you to take a screenshot or do something to prove it 
and you send that to me, then you can request one of my books. My newest book is Relationship Bootcamp. That's the one I would recommend. If you've read it, then you can request my second book, which is called Attracting Lasting Love, Breaking Free of the Seven Barriers That Keep You Single. If you've read that, you could request my first book, which was called A Drink With Legs, One Man's Journey from the Darkness of Drama to the Dawning of Intimacy. It's sort of the story of my journey and how I went from awful relationships to a great one and how you can do the same. So that's the offer. If you will leave me a positive five-star rating and review, send me proof that you've done so, ask me for one of my books, okay? Now, if you already have my books, you know, well, well then thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you're, you're into my material, right? Uh, and if you've already left a rating and a review, um, just tell me, Roy, I've already done that. And then tell me what, what book you want. So even if you've already left a review, I'm willing to send you one of my books absolutely free as a thank you. But I'm really after people that haven't done it yet. I mean, wouldn't it be cool? I mean, to me, it would be very cool if all of a sudden I got a hundred brand new five-star reviews on the podcast. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be promoting this during the whole series. I'm going to do a three-week promotional campaign to try to ramp up my ratings and reviews, and I'd love to send you a book as a thank you. Okay? So there you go. All right. Now, back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> Let's talk about the young life crisis. And really, the title of this whole series is Crisis Points, you know, the gift of a young life crisis. And that's where I want to start. These crisis points that we face, and this applies to any phase, they can be a gift from God. They really can. Even though our world might feel like it's falling apart, even though we might feel lost and confused and heartbroken and just horrible. There is an opportunity for us to, to come through these crisis points and see them as a gift from God. Like because of the crisis point, it made me face some things that I needed to face or feel things I needed to feel or change a direction in my life or take a different point of emphasis that can turn out to be very positive. You know, one of the things that I notice about life is we don't very often initiate major changes in our life simply because we just decide one day that it's time to get a different job or get out of an unhealthy relationship or, you know, get a different group of friends or something like that, right? We don't very often do that from a place where when we're feeling okay and things are all right. Usually it's when the shit hits the fan that we then are almost forced, like, like life forces us to deal with something. 
You follow me? And and so that's what these crisis points can be. It can be sort of like the universe or God, whatever you want. It's like the universe is telling you to deal with something that you know that you should have been dealing with all along, but you were either lazy or you were just too scared, but the universe just forces it on you. Like now I can no longer not, I can no longer avoid this. Um, something needs to be done. And in my experience, when you come out the other side of that, even though you've been forced into a change, kicking and screaming, when you come out the other side, you're like, you know what? That was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like I can recall ref the top of my head many years ago when my ex-fiance broke up with me. It really, it really started for me a midlife crisis, which I'll talk about more next week. But just as a preview, you know, I'd gone through a divorce and then rebounded into another relationship. And after about two, two and a half years, I was engaged to be married. And then she broke off the wedding and that crushed me. I mean, absolutely crushed me. And in that moment, if you would have said, Roy, this is going to be, this is a gift from God. (laughs) This is going to be the best thing ever happened to you. I would have punched you in the face because I was in so much pain. But that is exactly what happened. That event started the tumbling of some dominoes in my life that were very painful, but it ended me up in a much better place. And so I look back on that period as a gift from God. And so that's how I'm framing this. The way we deal with our crises can become a gift from God if we do our best to deal with them mindfully and consciously and attempt to learn the lessons and find the courage that we need to make the changes that we know we need to make. So these crisis crisis points can be like forks in the road. You can either go to the dark side and you know get more stressed out, more depressed, cope with your pain in destructive ways like drinking or whatever and and really spiral or you can deal with these crisis points in ways that might be very difficult but they lead to positive change and growth and learning and self-awareness and a much better future okay so that's what this is all about and so when we come to the young life crisis I've come up with a phrase for each phase. And for the young life crisis, I think what's going on, and I should, maybe I should specify when I say young life, what do I mean? I'm thinking from the ages of, say, 25 to 40, okay? You know, maybe out of college to, say, 35 or 40 in there, you know, so a decent size age range. Um, And I think what what the crisis is that people can feel at this phase is something I would call the life I'm not living. The crisis point is in some way we could sum it up as I don't like the life I'm living. the, The crisis is I want to be living a different life. And so I want to discuss this on a couple of levels. I want to talk about professionally, 
because very often uh, we can feel like I'm not living the life I want professionally at that age. I want to talk about it relationally and I want to talk about it emotionally. Okay. Now I've got a little vested interest in this one. My son is 29 and he's right in the middle of this. And even though I don't feel like he is going through any crisis point um, in his life, you know, he periodically calls me and he'll send me a text. <laughs> he'll like, Hey dad, you got time? I need to rant. I, you know, I need to vent. <laughs> I'm like, sure, son, call me up. And he'll just get on the phone with me and he'll just start bitching about something going on. And very often it's either professionally or personally and relationally. You know what I mean? And so he's at a phase right now where he's his career is getting to where people are starting to report to him. And he's got all the challenges now of sort of being a boss and a manager rather than what he was doing, which is doing his job and reporting to someone else. He's gotten promotions and now he's got people that he's in charge of and he's had to hire people and go through that process. And it's really challenging him um, to find a new version of himself. And I think that's a lot of what happens professionally. So if you if you are or you know people that are kind of, you know, out of college, beginning their career and trying to get established, there's a lot of turmoil for them at work. There's a combination of trying to do the type of work and work for the type of companies that they really want to work for. But there's also the challenge of what are their skills? What are their gifts? What areas in their careers do they want to pursue more heavily? And what are they discovering about themselves to where this is not an area in my career that I want to pursue? Right. So there's all kinds of turmoil and confusion in the professional realm at this age. And it's important that either if you're in that to know that you are not alone, that even though you're a lot of people your age might never talk about it, they're feeling it and they're facing the same things. And even though other people might not understand it, you need to know that it's quite common, quite natural to periodically feel lost. Like, am I in the right career to begin with? See, very often what happens, you grow up, you might be in an environment from a family, a certain situation where it's almost expected that you go into a certain career. Either you're going to work for the family business or, you know, everybody in my family went to law school. Everybody in my family went to medical school. Everybody in my family is an entrepreneur. And it's, it's almost like there's an expectation and you get drug into something. You know, like there's an assumption. And then all of a sudden you're 25, you're 28, 29 years old. And you're like, I'm not sure I want to do this. Yeah, I know I went to college and I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a degree. 
and now I'm not so sure I even want to be in this career line. I don't think I, I want to be on this career track. Oh my God. Now what do I do? What do I tell my family? What do I tell the people around me? What do I tell myself? Right? So these are some things that happen in your 20s is you start off down a set of train tracks and you're like, I don't like where these train tracks are headed. I remember my son, I think he was his early days of college. Um, he's a pretty self-aware dude. I'm really proud of him um, by some of the things he picks up on sometimes. And, and, and maybe all young college kids, you know, have these awarenesses. I just don't talk to them. <laughs> right. Um, but I remember one time on the phone, my son's, my son says something like this, like, okay, so I'm going to college. Right. And then I'm supposed to graduate and I'm supposed to get a job and then I'm supposed to get married and I'm supposed to have kids and I'm supposed to work until I'm 60, 65, 70, and then I retire, and then I do that. Like, he was like, is that it, Dad? Is that, it's all laid out? I mean, am I like a robot that I'm just going, I'm just going to go do that because that's what everybody does? And I loved it. I loved that he was aware that there are those kinds of societal and cultural type of expectations. It's it's almost an kind of an unwritten rule. Yeah, you go to college, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you do and you just you just do it. It's not do I want that? Is that what my life is supposed to be? Right? It it's almost like you're not given permission to question the whole thing and design your life however the hell you want to. And luckily I've been on a personal growth path enough to be able to tell him, yes, son, that's exactly the way the world is going to push you. But you do not have to do that. You can make it up. And I am here to support you in your exploration to do and be whoever you want to be. You want to drop out of college? Let's talk about that. Because I don't know if going to college is your path. I certainly would like you to because I think it gives you more options and more opportunities. But I don't know if that's the right thing for you, which is a lesson for us parents. We think we know what's best for our kids and what their path should be. And no, we don't. We're projecting our fears and our hopes and our dreams onto our kids. We certainly want the best for them, of course. But what's best for them might not be what we think they should be doing with their lives. So I, I just told my son, you don't have to go to college and graduate and get a job. And I mean, you, you need to have a blank slate. You need to really give yourself the freedom to say, what do I want? What interests me? Because you could blow off college, could always go back if at some point you decide, you know what, I want to go to school. And now that I know what I'm interested in, I want to go get an education in that interest. Because a lot of kids go to college and they have to have a major and they don't know their ass from the hole in the wall. They have no idea who they are and what they want to become. And you're supposed to choose 
your major, which can almost put you on a direction. You're almost forced into it because, well, I went to school for X, Y, or Z, and so I just can't walk away from that. Well, certainly you can, but it's very difficult to do so. But at a young age, you're supposed to kind of know what you want to do with your life. (laughs) What the hell? That's weird. Maybe we ought to finish high school, just our basic education, and explore for five or ten years. And then you find out what you're interested in. Oh, then I might need education to to help me go in this area that I'm interested in. Oh, well, then I'll go to college at 28 or 32. So I'm just spitballing here. But what I'm what I'm saying is my son was wondering about his whole path. Like it was all laid out for him already. And I'm like, no, it's not. Right Now it's turned out that he is following some of those normal things. He went to college and he's got a career. He's not married yet. I don't know if he wants kids. But I think he's he has the freedom to know that he can do what he wants, that he can make it up as he goes, and that he'll have my support in his exploration. But these are some of the issues that young people are feeling professionally. What am I doing? What career am I doing? Do I even like this? Is my life just about making a bunch of money? I mean, okay, maybe it is, but maybe like, isn't there more to life than that? So you can have a lot of compassion for young people and and know that whether or not they're saying something to you, they are wondering about these things. They really are on a professional level. Now, relationally, there are some real weird crisis things that happen at this age. And if you went to college, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about here. See, when you're in college, you make friends so easily because you're in such proximity and you have so many things in common. Hell, you're going to class with the same people every single day. You're liable to become friends. Or you're a member of a frat or a sorority or a sports team or an academic um, group of some kind. And so you're just thrust into the company of other people who are your age and you, you, you come out of college with all these friends. And very often they become lifelong friends. But here's what happens. You graduate And you take a job and you might be moving away to a completely strange town, a brand new environment. And sure, you might have your stay connected with some of your old college buddies and girlfriends. But now you're in a whole new environment. And you find out it's not so easy to make friends when you're not in college anymore. (laughs) It's very difficult. In fact, you might have to take a lot of proactive measures to create a social life for yourself. If you're in a new place, in a new career, a new town, and that's scary. It's not as easy anymore. And even though my son is working in the same town that he went to college in, a lot of his buddies and 
friends from college did graduate, get jobs, and they moved away. A few of them are still there, and he still hangs out with them some. But my son's a pretty social creature. He's unlike his father. I'm much more of an introvert. (laughs) But my son's a pretty social creature. So he's joined, like he loves soccer, so he's joined some adult soccer leagues. And he's played some, like, beach volleyball. And he's played some kickball. And now he's into pickleball. A lot of young people are into pickleball. And he's doing it because he likes those things, but... I said, Dad, I just, you know, I want to meet some guys. I want to meet some, get some friends. I want to, I want to, I want to meet a woman. Because that's another part. Is like when you're in college, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. You know, to to get dates, to to relate with people intimately or otherwise. But when you're out in the world, it's like, oh, now it's the bar scene, it's the dating apps, and oh God, it's. Every, you know, everything is so much more challenging. And so young people can face these crises in their relationships, finding it more difficult to find friends. And therefore, loneliness is a way bigger deal for young people than you think. You know, when people visualize the the, 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 the lonely person, they don't They don't visualize a 28 or 32-year-old man or woman. They visualize someone who's older, been divorced, living on their own. You know what I mean? Like an old maid kind of thing or some old dude that sits around watching Fox News all day or something, right? And But it's not that way. I think loneliness is a bigger deal for younger people because of the very things we're talking about here. They go from these highly social and relationally intense environments like college to all of a sudden they're off on their own and it's difficult to meet people, which shocks them. Like it's, you know, it, it's like shocking. It's scary. It's, and, and loneliness can set in. And then it becomes difficult to find a mate, a partner. So like, I don't want to hang out at the bars all the time or... I'm going to clubs. I'm not sure I want to end up with someone who goes to clubs all the time. or And then it's all the dating apps and the swiping and all the goofy crap that happens there. If, you know, if you're in your 50s or 60s and you're doing online dating and you think it's a nightmare, huh, you have no idea what it's like when you're younger. Because here, here's what another thing that happens. And this gets into... Maybe it's a crossover between the relational and the emotional. In this age range of, say, 25 to 40, there's an unbelievable disparity of emotional intelligence at that age. There's a real disparity in maturity, right? So you could be 35, but still a frat boy, still a party boy. You could be 35 as a woman and you're you're still a sorority girl, right? And you can be 28 and be an old soul and be very grounded and sort of ready to settle down and find someone and begin a family and a, and a, and a life 
right? So at this age range, you've got people all over the map in their emotional maturity development. I remember years ago coaching a woman, very beautiful young woman. She was 28, 29 when I started working with her. And one of the things we discovered is that she needed to be with older guys, like 35 to 40, because she was just an old soul. She was meeting guys who were 25, 26, 27, 28, and they were still in their party boy, frat boy. Their careers were aimless. They just wanted to get drunk and, you know, get laid. And she's like, you know, I, 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 I just want a man of more substance, a man who's more grounded. I'm like, well, you know, um, that might be a guy that's a bit older than you. <laughs> and it turns out she's with a guy, I think he's like 15 years older than her, if I'm not mistaken. Right? So this is another challenge that no matter what age you are in this young life, finding someone who's kind of on the same page as you is a as I think more of a challenge at this age range than other age ranges, right? I mean, you could be my age and still be a childish old man, I suppose, but it's, it's not as common as being a 30 year old woman and meeting men who are children, boys, right? And the same, the other way, being a 30 year old man, like my son, he's pretty old soul. You know, he likes to, you know, party and as much as the next guy, of course, but he really is looking for a woman of some substance that's got her shit together, that's grounded, that's got a career path, that wants to make a relationship. And I think sometimes he's met some women, they're not at that place yet. They're not really ready for a commitment or something like that. They're still playing the field. They're still sowing their wild oats. You know, fine. So these are some of the the relational challenges going on for this age group. And then finally, emotionally, there's this children family thing. There's two issues here, the life work life balance and the children family thing right in this age is when, you know, a woman gets past 30. If she wants children, she's starting to get a little nervous about it. If she's not in a relationship or something like that. And, there's just all these challenges um, between how the dating scene works and how relationships progress and meeting someone and trying to find out, do you, are we compatible in the sense of, do you want the future and the near future that I want, Right. Because it's not uncommon for a man to be 35 and I'm not ready to be a father because there's no biological issue for him. But you meet a woman who's 35 and that's a different ballgame. So there are these challenges at this age range where you're meeting people and you want to get married and settle down and maybe begin a family because your body is in a certain phase. But the person you're dating might not want those things. You might have lots of attraction. You might have a lot of things in common. But on this fundamental level of, of the direction of your life in the next three years, you might be misaligned. So there's lots of heartbreak at this age where people meet each other. They really enjoy each other. They, 
they love each other. There's tons of chemistry and great sex. And, and, but one person, you know, I want to have a baby. Another person says, I don't want to have kids. And it's like, oh, shit, right? Now we're incompatible on a pretty important issue, right? I always make the joke that we, we think of compatibility in all the issues that don't really matter. I mean, who cares if we like the same music or if we both like sports? I mean, you can work around that stuff, right? But do you want a family? That is what compatibility really means, right? Your life goals, your values, your, your life, the lifestyle that you want to live. That's what compatibility is. That's what's really important when it comes to compatibility, Follow me. So that's an, that's the issue, the whole children family thing. And then there's the whole work-life balance, right? One of the things that are happening for millennials and is it Gen Z? Is that the next one? They're, they're not like us baby boomers. If you're a baby boomer, I shouldn't project that. They're not like me, which, you know, there was this emphasis on career and achievement and stuff like that. Whereas younger people, I think are coming into life wanting a little bit more balance. I think this is healthy there. I want to enjoy my life. I want to have fun. I want to have experiences. I want to have adventures, but yes, I, I do want a career, but I don't want my career to be everything. I, I don't, I don't want to be a workaholic. I, I don't want to, have my entire life wrapped up in my career and then I fit in some other things whenever I maybe can. They're like, no, I, I want a broader life than that. That is a challenge. It's easy to be one-dimensional. All work and no play is easy. All play and no work is easy. Trying to find a balance between I want to enjoy my life and have some free time and be able to travel or go here or do this experience and not be locked down nine to five, two weeks vacation, you know, year after year after year. And even nine to five is a misnomer anymore. If you want to get anywhere in your career, often the expectations are more like seven to seven. And that leaves no time for anything, right? So there's a litany I just gave you of the challenges that can be a part of a young life crisis, and I hope it gives you a sense of compassion for yourself if you're in that age range or for the people that you know that are. Maybe a bit of understanding, a bit of patience. Maybe you become a better listener. Maybe you drop the idea that you have all the answers and you just connect with people around their questions. Now, Here's the challenge for yours truly as a podcaster. Man, do I want to give you a, a three-point plan to fix all of this. <laughs> Point number one, number two, number three. This is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. And it's going to be all well, all perfect, all fixed. There are no answers. There aren't. It's your life. And you got to figure it out. Now, hopefully you have people around you that can give you loving, compassion, support, feedback. Because you're not alone. You don't have to be alone. And if you need a coach, 
in this phase to help you process these things and find your truth and find your way and to offer feedback and support, then I'm here for you to do that. But I don't have answers. There are no answers. It's your career. It's your life. It's you have your relationship challenges. The world is different than it was in college. The biological clock is ticking. You are meeting people that aren't emotionally mature enough to relate with you in the ways that you want to relate. And there are no answers to these things. There's just big compassion, big understanding. And the ultimate challenge, the only answer, if if there is one, is just your own self-awareness and trusting yourself enough to go in the directions that you just sense are right for you. In the end, you're going to have to feel into your truth and take a chance. Make a career change. Open up to this relationship. Decide to change your life so there's more balance. And I don't know how that's going to turn out. I do think it will be a gift from God that you're, that you're facing these things. Because in the end, in this young life, the ultimate goal is just your own self-awareness and knowledge of who you are and what's important to you and who you want to be in the world. And there's no template for that. There's no plan. You figure it out. You step on your own toes. You make your, quote, mistakes, even though there are no mistakes. But you explore, you experiment, you discover who you are. It's one of the reasons why I encourage people to get married later in life, because the more of your life you have figured out before you meet someone, then you already know who you are, where you're going, what you're about. And then someone meets you and says, Ooh, I love what, who you are, where you're going, what you're about. I'm about the same things. And now you're going the same direction. What happens very often, you meet someone early in your life. You fall in love in college and you get married right after college, like I did. And neither one of you really knows who you are. And then you begin to go out into the world and you begin to discover who you are, what you want, where you're going. And all of a sudden, it's not where your your spouse's life is going and what they want and who they are. It doesn't always have to happen that way. But very often it does. So I usually encourage people to hold off on you know, getting married and making serious commitments along those lines. First, sort of be selfish. Figure out your life, your, your life balance, who you are, what you want, and get going in that direction. Get living that. Get being who you are. And then when you meet someone, they're going to fall in love with a person who is self-aware. 
When you can, you have something to present someone. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I stand for. I already know it. I've experimented. I've got clarity. And not that your life would never change and you don't discover something new and take a U-turn. Those things happen. But you have a sense of who you are and what you're doing and then someone meets you and they can fall in love and, and, and feel like, hey, we're on the same. I'm going the same way. I love what you're about. And your, your relationships are likely to last way longer and be way more fulfilling because you won't have the conflict that you're growing up with each other and finding out, oh, I like this or I want to go that way, but you want to go that way. And I really stand for this in the world and you stand for that in the world. And oh gosh, and now we're, now we begin to fight and argue to try to change each other to be the way we think they need to be so that we fit together and you've got a mess. Okay. All right. So I hope if nothing else, that just gives you a little sense. If you're young of saying, okay, I'm not alone because Roy nailed it. I feel a lot of the stuff he just talked about. And I, it's nice to know that I'm not alone. And if you're someone who has a young life person in your life, maybe you can lighten up on them a little bit. Maybe you can give them a little bit more patience, a bit more space, offer a bit more compassion. Does that make sense? And again, no matter where you are, I am here not as a person who has all the answers for you but a person that can hold space to help you ask the questions, dig deep, find your own truth. See, good coaching is not about giving advice. See, giving advice is sort of, in a way, it's sort of criticizing the other person. I'm going to, let me give you my advice, meaning you don't know what the hell you're doing. You need me to give you advice, right? It's almost a put down. So people think that relationship coaches or they think I give dating advice. I give relationship advice. I don't give advice. You don't need my wisdom. You need your own wisdom. You need to find your own truth, your own way. Now, what you might need is someone to ask questions, someone to poke a few holes in things, someone to challenge you. Someone to hold space for you to explore, to feel, right? That's what good coaching is. I always tell my new clients, I don't have any agenda for you. I don't know the way you're supposed to be living. I don't know if you're supposed to be in a relationship or not. I'm here to ask, what do you want? I'm here to help you discover how you might be unintentionally sabotaging yourself. I'm here to help you find out your blind spots, how you might be blocking yourself. See, that's, that's a whole different game than I give dating advice, relationship advice. No, I have no interest in trying to tell you how to live your life. That's ridiculous. I barely know how to live my own. <laughs> so I'm like one beggar telling other beggars where to find bread, right? We're all on this journey together. 
of growing and learning and asking ourselves questions and clarifying our purposes and and standing for our values and and that kind of stuff. So if I can help in any way, you know where to find me, right? Roy at coachingwithroy.com, 407-687-3387. All right. So until next week, where we get into the proverbial midlife crisis, have a terrific week. And we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.